and a vast ye basal profundo <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I be I be first mate Jonathan. And I be big pirate booty Sam. <laughs> and, and and on this episode you can read because you need to be able to read to read maps see uh, scallywags we take ye to the briny depths of the baso profundo uh trench Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> so i mean we're, we're, I've, I've been really excited for this one i this was one of like the first episode ideas that I put forward for like the podcast. And like, you know, when we were like, Oh, we need categories for stuff. So I was like, Oh my God, shanties. I love them. And I even mentioned it right before the episode started where I was like, I remember when I lived in Adams and like you guys would come over and I remember we were both like everyone else was in the living room, but like me and you were in the kitchen and like I was playing shanties for you. And like, and mo- most of them were the ones that I have, you know, that we, that we put for the the songs of the day, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember specifically singing Bones in the Ocean, which we'll be talking I, about today. Spoiler alert. It's one of my favorite favorites and also mm-hmm. just the longest johns they are one of my favorite groups uh, along with the weller men like those are like my two dudes the, the longest johns and the weller men i they're i'm fucking mm-hmm. amazing um there's one there's another one that i really want you to listen to and i forgot to mention it to you um but which is not it's not included in this episode but it's called like the northwest passage and they have insane harmonies they're so crazy and it goes so hard for absolutely no reason but sam hmm. you know i kind of already said but I, I mean it's kind of our thing what's today's topic of the day hooray today's topic of the day hooray is sea shanty sorry siren is... perfect timing yes can you hear Those it are, that's yes i can no that's no. not this that's not sirens those are the the privateers coming to shiver yeah. our timbers <laughs> today we will be talking about shanties of the sea sea shanties ha 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 yes of course and um the breakdown of how this episode is going to operate so we are going to give you some pirate facts because normally when we do an artist or uh, a song we talk about who made it and these are sea songs so we gotta tell you about pirates and, and sailors and stuff and i think that's cool and then afterwards mm-hmm. you're like hey man what's even a shanty what is that well we're gonna tell you sam's gonna tell you all about it because yes that is i the am part. sam is a professional music and we stand so she's gonna tell you all about some cool shit. uh and then Thanks. after that then we're gonna get into just like some songs we picked out uh 10 for you just like normal and we're gonna we're gonna run through them and i say i feel like i was a little too enthusiastic with this one because i was like this was like um this was one of my, like my picks for the episode and then i just put all 10 i was like sam these are the ones that we were doing <laughs> instead of being no, like it's perfect because like the only ones i know are like bones in the ocean and like I don't even know if this counts, but I saw a play back in high school and it mm-hmm. was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was about like a, a whaling ship. And in the play, they sang acapella Shenandoah, which is one of my favorite songs ever. And I'm like, Shenandoah. I don't think this, I don't think this counts as a sea shanty, but it, 
almost has that sort of vibe and also they were singing it and it takes place on like a whaling boat so i i don't know probably not a sea shanty but i I put them in the same category in my brain yeah i mean hey it counts it's fine yeah like legitimately i have like my playlist of just shanties that i that i listen to in the car sometimes just because i really enjoy them like oh yeah you know like there's the dreadnoughts the longest johns uh dear in a harvey band um the, all the ones from a, uh, assassin's creed 4 i think like mm-hmm. oh, I, I i think they're they're awesome um and then even the odd one from like the disney like disney's yoho a pirate's life for me i was, I was ve- just thinking about that song yo yeah like i <laughs> i was from? like I, it's I it's literally the uh, album art for it is just like Pirates of the Caribbean. So it might be in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disney. I oh. maybe I, I'm not entirely sure, but like, yeah, I I was like, nah, I sounded like a little too on the nose. And then I was like, yes, but no, because we're also doing like literally drunken sailor. So I'm like, yeah, it doesn't get more piratey than that. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. but maybe Yoho is like just a little cartoony. So, but like, yeah. So I, I put like all 10 of these songs on here because these are the ones that are like regularly in my like heavy rotation. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to tell them to you and we're gonna talk Hell about yeah. it but first we're gonna talk about pirate facts so mm-hmm. sam yeah give me a description of what a pirate is or what they do or what they look like um like stereotypically or like historically I, accurate stereotypically because that's okay, kind of like what, because i don't know yes. historically <laughs> accurate pirates no that's okay no so yeah like stereotypically that because that's what everyone like tr- thinks of in their mind they think of like okay like not exactly you know like the skull and co- crossbones on the hat like captain mm-hmm. hook like you know big hook and a peg leg you know what i mean that's what i think of when um i think of pirates is like yeah peg legs and they have hooks and they're like ah, and they're generally Arr, a little bit more scurry. or at least the captains are a bit on the like hard ass side of yeah. personality and what else obviously they know how to sail yeah um it, it, like would kinda, it would kind of be the worst thing in the world if they couldn't sail like they get on the boat like all right does anyone know mm-hmm. how to make it go? And then you just have like a bunch of pirates like <sighs> like blowing into the sails. <laughs> One of them yeah. just w- randomly turning the wheel. Oh my god. And then all the pirates are like simultaneously vomiting because of seasickness. Oh yeah. Oh, just imagine that one pirate that is gets like really seasick, like he has no sea legs. Like he's just like, Yeah. Oh, Captain, please, please help me. <laughs> oh god uh, but they also like to steal they like to steal treasure gold. they like to treasure. to look for treasure like the flying dutchman Arr! and they steal boats filled with spices yeah mad eye and they go to davy jones locker Ooh! sometimes they have big gross squid faces Mm-hmm. but that's not at all 
what pirates do. When you think of pirates, you think of the golden age of piracy, which took place from approximately 1650 to 1720. And thousands of pirates roamed the Atlantic and Indian oceans. So that's kind of like, you know, also the Caribbean, because, you know, Jack Sparrow, he's not real. But like that's where it was, like all around Cuba and Jamaica and all that. Like that mm-hmm. was that was legit. Um, but also, aside from the traditional Caribbean or Atlantic and Indian Ocean pirates, historians have found evidence of pirates in the Mediterranean Sea as far back as 1353 BC, which is a very well, a lot like earlier. That's like more than like a thousand years, like a thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot of time. Wait, no, because it's it is it's way more than a thousand. It's like more than like two thousand, because it's because it goes like thirteen, right? And then it counts down to zero because it's BC, and then in AD it starts from zero and then goes up again, right? That's how time works. Uh, could not tell you. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. We're not historians. We do music. No. We don't need to learn that shit. It's fine. No. Um. But yeah. So like during that time, the Egyptian pharaoh Ak. Akhenaten complained of pirates who had raided his coastal cities and ports. The tyrants also threatened the trading routes of ancient Greece and looted cargoes of grain and olive oil mm, from Roman ships, according to Royal Museum's Greenwich. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so there are there are many types of pirates, and that is what I will get into very shortly. Because yeah, there's they're not just like you know blackbeards where they're lighting up fireworks in their hair, which was also a thing. And it's a fun fact that I like to say is because like Blackbeard, he would take like like little fuses and he would put them like in his beard and under under his hat, and then he would light them before going into battle, so that like when he would get into battle, it would look like he's like covered in smoke and fire, and it would scare the shit out of like ev- like the opposing ship because they're like oh fuck the devil's here damn yeah practical yeah exactly and which was real they they definitely wore the brown pants that day and the red shirt obviously Mm. red shirt don't show blood and brown pants so that very you you don't see when you shit yourself oh yeah when you when when you see when you see a black beard uh, it's not completely evident until you get up in uh, fumes range that you just completely duked yourself, yeah. which is ugh. But other pirate facts is you know how pirates wear eye patches, right? Do you know what those are for? Um, I thought it was like a fashion statement, but clearly it's not. It is not. So pirates wore eye patches to adjust to the light uh, above and below deck. So like you know how like mm-hmm. when you you know how, like when you first wake up in the morning, like you can see around your room a little bit better. But then like when you go into like a dark room after being like you know in the light, you're like having to squint until your eyes adjust. Basically, mm-hmm. the the eye patch keeps that uh, that that eye always adjusted. So like when you flip it up, oop, all of a sudden you can see in the dark now or like in the dark better. Wow, I did yeah, not know that. I, yeah, I, I, I think it's fun. Um, another thing about pirates is that they did not make people walk the plank. That is a myth. I think there's only like one accounting of that like ever happening. And I mean, hmm. if it works, it works. But yeah, um, what they did is far worse. Uh, and it's called keel hauling. And keel hauling is basically like they would just throw you overboard. They'd be like, ah, fuck you. Um, 
but they would punish people by dragging them through uh, the water underneath the ship. So they would like, sorry, what? Yeah. They would like tie you to the ship and then keep going so that you're just like being dragged behind it. And then you would die obviously because you would drown. Or um, sometimes you would scrape underneath the ship where the barnacles are and it would scrape your skin off. Oh, geez, that's so much worse, right? Right? Yeah, that's not going to be in a Disney movie. No. Yeah, that's fucking insane. Oh, my God. I mean, and plus there was like there's there was other punishments and stuff like that. That is just like the one where you're like, oh, kill hole. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that is all right. Cool. I just Mm -hmm. can I kill myself? That'll be faster. (laughs) Yeah. But there are many types of pirate, as I have said, and originating with the Greek pirates, pirates, I don't know how to pronounce that. It goes P-E-I-R-A-T, an E with a little line over it, and then S. I don't know what that says. I don't Hmm. read. It's hard. But it means brigand. Uh, And it can be applied to a wide range of nautical misbehaviors, including coastal raiding and intercepting ships on the high seas. So, breakdown. Breakdown time. Uh, Yes. Uh, We're going to start with privateers. So privateers were basically pirates that worked with the government. Um, Hmm. And and the government was like, hey, do you want to work for us? You can kill people and we'll pay you. And they're like, what do you mean? And so the government was basically like, hey, um, you're a pirate who kills pirates. And they're like, dope so i can sate my unquenchable bloodlust with the blood of other pirates and they're like that was really scary how you said that but basically yeah um (laughs) (laughs) so that's basically how that was privateers were private individuals commissioned by governments to carry out quasi-military activities they would sail in privately owned armed ships which you know because the government was like hey do you want to go kill some pirates and they're like yeah but i don't have a boat they're like, now you do. And so then they'd send them out. And it was awesome. Robbing merchant vessels and pillaging settlements that belong to a rival country. So not only would they go and kill other pirates, they would be like, hey, um, we're from Greece. Can you go fuck with Spain? And they'd be like, oh, my God, yeah, let's go get them. And then th- then these uh, privateers would go and mess with, like, Spain ships just because. Shit. Yeah, exactly. So – they were they they were up to all kinds of no good. They were the ne'er do wells of the high seas. But like, it's kind of like when you have that one student who their dad is the principal, and you don't want to mess with them because they're literally answering to like a higher authority. So it's kind of right. like that. Um, then it comes to uh, corsairs, and I know for all my techies out there, no, it is not just PC components. Uh, you're not going to get a hard drive. It's a boat. Corsairs were basically French pirates and privateers, specifically to like Mediterranean. Um, hmm. So pretty easy, yeah. Corsairs. Then there were buccaneers, and you go, "Ooh, buccaneers! That is a very that's a mouthful of a word." Mm-hmm. As the term is specific to the Mediterranean for corsairs, the term buccaneer is specific to the Caribbean or Caribbean uh, and the Pacific coast of Central America. So down there. The buccaneers would roam the high seas with their Jolly Rogers and flags. Ooh. 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 I've seen a couple of Jolly Rogers. They're really cool. They would have like skulls and like devils and hearts. They would sometimes they would be red. There was some really, Mm -hmm. really, really cool ones. Yeah. But then another 
I guess, a technical classification for pirates that are often overlooked is Vikings.、Mm. And yes, the Vikings came from、uh, the areas of, I believe, Norway and Sweden, and they sailed to the、uh, Americas, but they also were raiding and pillaging in. The what is now the United Kingdom, because that you know there's、uh, what was it? There was the. I'm trying to remember, the, like the provinces. I know one of them was Mercia. But yeah, so like they were going up and down the coast, and Vikings had the advantage of having longships rather than like the giant hold like deep water ships that. Typical pirates would have, so essentially, their 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 like longboats would have shallow, flat bottoms that could go up rivers. And so, not only could they stick to the coasts, they could follow the rivers inland. So, just imagine just being in like a not in a little coastal city along a river, and then a fucking like dragon-headed、uh, longboat comes up the river, and all of a sudden you're fucked. Oh like, God. Yeah, they would pillage、uh, monasteries.、Uh, I I know for certain. I don't know enough historically to be like, yeah, this is totally what they did. But yeah, they're known for pillaging, raiding. But unlike the latter pirates, Vikings didn't restrict themselves to other raiding ships. In fact, they just often attacked small settlements and towns. But they are technically, very technically, pirates.、Hmm. So another thing that I'd like to get into is, you know, we talked about pirates. They 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 loot, they cheat, and they steal, and they uh they they like treasure, but pirates did not use treasure maps. They didn't. That's have... my life is a lie. I know. I'm so sorry. Everything is wrong. It's so it's crazy. <laughs> they did though value and steal sailing charts because if you knew the routes that. Other ships of neighboring countries took. You knew where they were gonna be, and then you could go and fuck them up because you're like, bet this, this, these, these dudes are over here. We're gonna go get them. True. Yes. For instance, National Geographic describes one particular stolen Spanish atlas from 1680 as extremely valuable pirate booty that overjoyed pirates when they seized it, according to their detailed journals. Like they're like,、hmm. "Oh shit! What? What's France doing over here? I didn't know that they're going over there. We're gonna steal from them now." And it was awesome because、sure. the manuscript, the manuscript itself, was filled with precious navigational information, including maps, charts, and descriptions of different places. It was so valuable that pirate Bartholomew Sharp printed a colorful English version of it and presented it to the King of England, a gift that may have saved him from execution. Wow! Because, as you know,、uh, pirates were not very well liked. Uh, and、mm. you you could be greeted with the image of pirates being hung、um, from rocks or settlements by the neck、uh, to sort of be like, "Hey, don't come over here, pirates! This is what happens to you. You see your friends that we we did this to them. Don't you mess with us." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. The wealthiest pirate in. Recorded history was Black Sam Bellamy, and he was known as the Robin Hood of the Sea. 
So hmm. he was big winner, big spender, and big stealer. So pirates, they're pretty cool. I know we think of like the Flying Dutchman from SpongeBob, like the green fog rolls in or fucking Davy Jones erupts from underneath the waves with his like crazy crew. But I guess it's Will Turner now, which is fine. Whatever. It's the canon. Mm. Who cares? But yeah, so there's that. And uh, yeah, that that is essentially the very general rundown of some piratey things. But you are here for shanties. And so, Sam, why don't you take it away from us? Tell us, what even is a shanty? What does it do? Where do you sing it? (laughs) So, a sea shanty, also spelled shanty as C-H-A-N-T-E-Y, or chanty... S-C-H-A-N-T-Y, is a genre of traditional folk song that was once commonly sung as a work song to accompany rhythmical labor aboard large merchant sailing vessels. The term Mm. shanty most accurately refers to a specific style of work song belonging to this historical repertoire. Typically a call and response, it allowed the workers to synchronize based on the beat. The leader or the soloist was called the shanty man, and was appreciated for his piquant language, lyrical wit, and strong voice. Oh, so the shantyman was just very, he was very sharp and he could come up with like lyrics and rhymes for the songs to keep everybody on beat. Yeah, essentially. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So there's a quote here that says, the different kinds of onboard work and chores would have different shanties attached to them. And that was said by Jerry Smith, a professor of Irish cultural history at Liverpool John Moores University and the author mm. of Sailor Song, The Shanties and Ballads of the High Seas. Uh-huh. So according to Mr. Smith's research, shanties evolved to match and expedite particular tasks. He said, quote, if you were hauling a sail, for example, the shanty was designed around the physical effort required to achieve that. Everybody would pull at the same time. And he added that this was cued by the rhythm of the song. So I, I also know that um, if you were like pulling up an anchor, like obviously like you want to have like everyone on the same step. So like it makes it easier and smoother. So if you had like a steady beat for everyone to like pull and step to, like you would be like in sync and like, you know, if if you're if you're on the same pace. It, like there's not the no one's too fast, no one's too slow. Exactly, very yes. very synchronous, which probably yes. also made the chores go by like faster and also more fun because you're singing a little ditty, you know. I know, like what? It's kind of like um, it's kind of like Mary Poppins. Like what is like? Doesn't she make songs for everything? Like spoonful of sugar and all that. Like you know, oh, you're yeah. singing. Yeah, you're singing a song and you're having like a good time, and so you're not just getting yelled at. Y'all are singing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. T- totally. So there are different types of shanties, which I learned only this very recently, like mm. upon doing research for this episode. Me too. So. The working songs were known as shanties, were sung for, so it looks like there's one, two, three, four, five, four, five different, I guess, types of shanties. Mm -hmm. So there was short drag or short haul, long drag, which is also called halyard or halyard. Mm -hmm. I think so. Capstan, which is windlass. 
pumping shanties and wailing shanties. Ooh. So let's break it down a little bit. Wiki right. wiki wall. Breakdown. <laughs> exactly. So the short drag or short haul shanties were for tasks that required short bursts of energy and a quick pull, as when examples unfurling or shortening a sail mm. with steady rhythm the crew worked in unison to get the job done safely and efficiently critical in rough seas and this particular um website that i found all this information which will be linked on this episode tab of our website basilprofundopodcast.com they gave some song examples if you're interested in learning and listening for yourself what these types of statues are for a short drag they gave the example of patty doyle's boots which i have not heard of i have i have also not heard patty doyle's boots yep so the long haul or halyard shanties were for tasks that required heavy labor over a long period of time usually demanding more time to set up the work taking a deep breath and getting a fresh grip as when raising or lowering a heavy sail this type of shanty has a chorus at the end of each line and another example they did is blow the man down which that one sounds familiar to me blow the man down blow the man down where I'm, oh my my the cogs in my brain are turning trying to right. like. Mine did the same thing. Is there is there any way that we could like? Can you look that up really quickly? Like, because yeah. I am really curious as to like what that is. Like, oh, the longest Johns covers it. Oh, they do. How does it go? I blow the man down. Oh, yeah. Oh, I kind of had a little bit. Oh, my God. That's the song that. um, What is it? That's the song that SpongeBob, Gary, and Squidward sing in the episode where they accidentally turn into snails. They go, meow, 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 meow. Yeah, they do. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, so that's Blow the Man Down. Apparently, it has a name shit okay yeah well, and we're actually going to come back to spongebob later in this episode which is mm-hmm. really funny um yep. but wow okay i didn't know that yeah so fun big yawn oh get it out oh oh you're getting me too okay so mm. fuck Next, we have the capstan or windlass shanties, which were for repetitive tasks that needed to be sustained with the appropriate rhythm as when raising or lowering the anchor, as oh, Jonathan was, mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. I knew my brain was braining. Yeah. So basically, envision the crew trudging round and round as they worked as one, continually pushing the capstan bars to the wind, to wind, sorry, wind. wind. <laughs> I read Read that red read wind wind. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> You're doing great. So, yeah. So okay, I'm gonna just redo that whole thing. Envision the crew trudging around as they worked as one, continually pushed the capstan bars to wind up anchor chain. Example: drunken what shall sailor. What do with a drunken, a drunken sailor? sailor what which we were talking about. Yes, which is arguably the most famous of the shanties. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So then we have pumping shanties. When which, the captain needs to get in time with his concubines or his, what is it? 
Oh shit! I forgot the word. Fuck! I was gonna make a joke. Never mind. What's Cut a it concubine? Kind of like someone that you just kind of bang. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get. I get. I get. Oh it. yeah. 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 That was silly. Yeah. Thanks. That was that was so silly. Oh, thanks. That was pretty good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, tell us all about the pumping shanty. Yes, so wooden ships leak a lot, and the work to pump the bilge dry was grueling work below decks in the bowels of the boat. The bowels? Yes, the bowels of the boat. Example, Santiano. Santiano? Haven't heard that one. I don't know Santiana, but I don't know Santiano. Yeah. And so lastly, the whaling shanties reflect the harshness and danger of working aboard a whaling ship. Typically at sea for two years or more, a whaler's life was often short-lived and the work was grueling and wretched. It was the whaling shanty that gave them strength and courage to stay the course in the midst of the worst circumstances, foul stench and life-threatening risks. Example is Bonnie Ship the Diamond. Oh, Bonnie Ship the Diamond. We're also covering another whaling shanty in this episode as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. I lied. There's one more. It's oh, called fuck. six instead of five. Yeah, it's called the Four Bitters, which is also start known the episode as over. Four Castle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Four Bitters or Four Castle songs were sung when the work was done. Oh, okay. They're typically stories of adventure in the places they'd been, loves and loves lost, the stories of famous men, heroism, battles at sea, melancholy, laments, and humor. The Four Castle mm. is the area forward of the foremost of a sailing ship or the forwardmost part of a ship with the sailor's living quarters. Example is Leave Her Johnny. I, I do I do know that one. I do I do like Leave Her Johnny. Um, that one's a good one. So that one's just singing because you're singing because you think because yeah. you're, you're having a good time. What's 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 better than that? You you're hanging out with your boys and sometimes pirate girls and you're singing. Yep. Very yeah, you're few, singing. Very few pirate women, uh, you know, on on the high seas. I'm looking them up right now because i know that there are uh a couple of them so there are ones such as Anne bonnie mary reed uh rachel wall i don't know how to pronounce her name and it's ching sheesh s-h-i-h who i'm pretty sure was like one of the wealthiest pirates to ever live or no Hmm. uh one of the most powerful pirate captains in history. Oh, it's because she had a fleet. She had a fleet of ships. Shit, what a badass. I know, what a badass. They said that she couldn't do it, and then she fucking did. Hell yeah, she did. Oh, yeah, but the golden age of piracy, that is what we are we are focusing on, and that is the general scope of what these songs are about. So we have ones that we're going over and I guess I'll just very generally run down which one, which ones that we have, and then we'll say like what our favorite ones are. So okay. we have Drunken Sailor, which is mo- probably the most famous. There is Wellerman by Nathan Evans. There is Santiana by The Longest Johns. One More Pull by The Wellerman and The Longest Johns. Bones in the Ocean, again, The Longest You're, you're seeing a pattern here. They, that's kinda, <laughs> they're kind of some of the big names in, in modern shantyism. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the Last Shanty by the Dearna Harvey Band. Rosie Bella by the Dreadnoughts. 
uh, Hoist the Colors by Colm McGinnis, Dead Horse by uh, Sean Father, and then Ring Down Below, as performed by the Stormy Weather Shanty Choir. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Sam, which ones were your favorites? Because ours are the same. Ours are literally the exact same. I was going to say, we got two, and they're the same. I know. Um, so... My favorite from a few years ago that mm-hmm. we sang in your kitchen that one time is Bones in the Ocean. I love so that good. one. So oh classic. My God. Yes. I, I also but, just love the art for it, like how it has like the blue and then and like the, the ship. Wave. Yeah, and like the the main mast like poking out of the water. I love it. I think it's really cute. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is very cute, very cute. I know. But after listening to this episode's soundtrack so to speak oh yeah i freaking love one more pull that shit is that one is so my good fucking favorite that one's and my I'm favorite so, too i'm so glad you liked it like i saw mm-hmm. that and i was like ah sam yeah, yeah. it's so good ah, i was like why one. am i tearing up over a sea shanty i know it's just interesting and why am i emotional <laughs> oh, you're gonna you're gonna feel the same way when you listen to the Northwest Passage. Oh my mm. god, that one goes in, and it's by mm-hmm. it's by the Wellerman too. Oh my god, but yeah, for me, same. Um, I think Bones in the Ocean is like one of the first ones that like I really memorized and like I got the I got the words down for. Mm-hmm. And for one more poll, I remember I was on the way to work, and it's when I worked in the Berkshires at the Barnes and Noble up there. And I remember I was passing the lake up there on the way to work, and it came on of like the um, you know how on Spotify it'll be like the weekly for you, like Spotify yeah. always, be like, yeah, Spotify is just like, hey, here's some songs that we thought you would like, and that one was in it. And I got all I got all misty eyed over it, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Is so just like I'm like, <laughs> like fanning my. No, I wasn't actually, but like I'm just like, "Oh my god, I don't want to go to work," and they think that I was crying. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Hey man, the shanties do that, you know. It's they a, really do it to you. Sometimes when they hit, they hit for they hit. real, like yeah. severely. And one more pull, please. Please, if you guys listen to any of the music that we suggest in which we always, like always, just so that you know what we're talking about, you have context because sometimes we'll throw times out there like, oh, this song got two minutes and 30 seconds. But like specifically these two, if you're going to listen to any of the ones on this episode, oh, damn, they're awesome. I love mm-hmm. them. Yep. So Sam, why don't we, I, we haven't done this in a while, but why don't we just like each of us pick like one that we want to that we want to do and we want to talk about. So not necessarily in chronological order. We can just be like, oh my god, this one. Okay. Yeah. Do so you want to go I, first? No, you go first. I, I, oh, I, okay. I beseech you. Let me see. Let me see. Which one? Which one speaks mm, to you? I think the first one speaks to me. That we have here on our list. Literally, right now, click this link and follow it because you like literally your first note about this was you're like, oh, this reminds me of of SpongeBob, and I was like, it should, 
yeah it should yeah and we'll we'll link it on the website because like literally this was the title card for the episode squeaky boots um composed by akko becker and yeah like fucking drunken sailor was in spongebob yep i didn't even know that that was a shanty like i like i knew the tune of it Mm -hmm. from spongebob i thought it was a spongebob song and then i was like wait this has yeah originally and then i don't know at some point i heard probably the lyrics to drunken sailor and was like oh okay put two and two together but yeah Yeah. no this song just reminds me of spongebob obviously the spongebob the the title card for squeaky boots is is a little bit different of this shanty than the other ones we've been covering today because it's just like strictly um accordion which sounds really rad but a lot of the ones that we'll be talking about today are like have vocals and a lot of them are acapella but but drunken sailor is is definitely like one of the most famous and popular ones for sure and i'm sure like if you if Right. And I'm sure if you like think you don't know Drunken Sailor, if you're a SpongeBob fan, you probably know it, like at least by the melody and stuff. Yeah, Sam, like because you you put down quite a bit of like musical breakdown that I was honestly a little bit like I was taken aback by um, when it comes to like how the song is like structured and written. So like, please, please give me a music lesson, teacher. Yeah, so I thought this one was super rad when I was doing research in it. So it was sung on board sailing ships at least as early as the 1830s. And the most fascinating thing that I found about this song is that it is in Dorian mode, which, welcome to Sam's music theory corner. Music theory! (laughs) Yeah! So I've heard of Dorian mode. I don't know how to play in Dorian mode. And I also don't really know the exact definition. So here it is, in case you're curious. The Dorian mode, or the modern Dorian mode, which is also called Russian minor, is strictly diatonic scale corresponding to the white keys of the piano from D to D. So basically, if you're curious, the notes are D, E, F, G, A, B, C, D, with no accidentals, no sharps or flats, just strictly D to D, the white notes. So, (laughs) or... (laughs) or any transposition of its interval pattern which has the ascending pattern of whole steps and half steps as follows whole half whole 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 half whole oh try say that three times fast don't do it don't do it the the podcast will break down (laughs) (laughs) so basically it's a, a whole step a half step whole step whole step whole step half step whole step that's the dorian and, mode and you said that that's like on white keys only yes oh so it's an octave yeah. so you said it goes from d to d it does it does go from octave to octave so like a general scale but it okay. just does the white keys so it's not like a typical like major or minor scale or in Sam, this case I- it's like the russian minor i think you're teaching me about music i think i'm starting to retain things 
this is weird yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah I'll, like all of a sudden it's like where the the animal that you're trying to like teach how to you know finish a rubik's cube accidentally does one side and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah so oh, thus the dorian mode is a symmetrical scale since the pattern of the whole and half steps is the same ascending and descending so oh that's true whole half whole 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 half whole i've said that way too many times so the modern dorian mode can also be thought of as a scale with a minor third and seventh a major second and sixth and a perfect fourth and fifth notated relative to the major scale as one two flat three four five six flat seven eight okay interesting okay all right, yeah. musical breakdown. Holy shit! I didn't even know. I mean, I, I again, I'm not the I'm not the musician in this relationship. I'm just some guy that you found on the street and went, "Hey, do you like podcasts?" And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're so like into music and like you're still a musician, and, and I think. Oh, you know? thanks. I yeah. I took guitar lessons when I was when I was a wee boy. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, enough about me fishing for compliments. Uh, I wasn't. That was, <laughs> that was just a very self-deprecating. Uh, but Drunken Sailor, tell me about it. Like, Because yes. obviously it is very popular. And if you know even a shanty, it's probably this one. Yes. So the song was sung to accompany certain work tasks aboard sailing ships, especially those that required a bright walking pace. It is believed to originate in the early 19th century or earlier during a period where ships crews, especially those of military vessels, were large enough to permit hauling a rope whilst simply marching along the deck. I mean, that makes sense. Like hauling a rope, like the cadence, like... So that's probably like your steps along the deck like you're like <laughs> yeah. damn breaking it down i was throwing it back a little bit uh listeners oh, not gonna lie oh yeah no it's it, like i said when it hits it hits it does it does oh yeah that's cool so the first published description of the shanty is found in an account of an 1839 whaling voyage out of new london connecticut hey new england hey new uh, england hey <laughs> Yeah, I'm walking here. Oh, no, that's New York. That's um, yeah, that's, that's New York. That's not us. <laughs> it's New York. Yeah. So it was used as an example of a song that was, quote, performed with a very good effect when there is a long line of men hauling together, end quote. So the tune yes. was noted along with these lyrics. Ho, ho, and up she rises. Ho, ho, and up she rises. Ho, ho, and up she rises early in the morning. I love that. <laughs> Great. So, although it is this is the earliest discovered published mention, there is some indication that the shanty is at least as old as the 1820s. And wow. it was also published many different times throughout the 1900s by a number of different people. Oh, also, say uh Sam, what is your what is your 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 beverage of the evening? What is your beverage of choice? My Excuse me, my bev of the evening. Well, I had a, a soda earlier. I had a poppy. Cherry limeade. Oh, oh, that's right. Poppy. It's like the tummy soda. But now I am having uh, an ice cold water in my brand new water mug. Water mug. Oh, water you, tumbler. You, you're, you have a Stanley cup? Is it hot pink? Oh, no. It's it's dark blue. 
<laughs> well, but you know about the craze that's going on right now, right? With like the Stanley Cups. Oh, yeah, like the Target exclusive Valentine's Day edition one or whatever. Yeah, where like people are like literally boxing each other out to get them. People are like trying to steal them. And it's like the hottest trend basically is like the pink yeah. Stanley. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, this is my first ever Stanley. I literally got it in the mail when I got home today. So it's like she's awesome. brand new. Ooh, it's fresh a dark out the blue box. color. Yeah, fresh out the box. But I like this one because the handle is on the top, not like mm -hmm. on the side, like the standard ones. And the yeah. straw also folds down into the lid. So it's not just like exposed, which That's I, very I cool. like this, this style a little bit better. But yeah, thank you. But yeah, what is your drink of choice? Mine is not, I guess, I don't know if it's as bad as usual, but I'm, I have a Sprite. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to like stagger like the dark sodas that I drink. So I'm like, I have Sprite and I have Coke sometimes. So I'm like, you know, going back and forth. Nice. When I drink a Sprite, I go, well, I could have had a Coke. So I guess I'll have a Coke now. And then I just have a Coke anyways. <laughs> Cause I went, well, I had a Sprite <laughs> earlier. That's a light soda. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. So, you know, this is just fucking, this is just how it works. Um, yeah. But anyways, back to the episode. A little intermission because oh, yeah. cars were going by and the police cars were being too loud. Yeah, they were being so loud. So, so in 1906, Percy Granger recorded Charles Rocher of London, England, singing What Shall We Do With a Drunken Sailor? And the recording <laughs> is available online via the British Library Sound Archive. archive. The folklorist archive. What did I say? Archive? You said, ar you said archive like the vegetable, like chives. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that's awesome. Uh... Archive. Oh, God. The British Library Sound <laughs> Archive. That's like whenever I, like, I know it's pronounced sword, but every time I read it, I say sword. You say sword? Sword. Yeah. I can't, I can't do it without saying oh. sword. <laughs> that's yeah. a pretty big freaking sword. Yeah. <laughs> well, watch out, Mr. Pinewood. That's a pretty big sword that you have. Is that it's a pretty big sword? Yeah. <laughs> it's purple, my favorite. Sam, that's great. No, uh, don't be ashamed so of who you are. Thank you. Thank you. I'll defend the you. The folklorist death. James Madison Carpenter recorded several veteran sailors singing the song in the 1920s and 30s, which can be heard online courtesy of the Vaughn Williams Memorial Library. And lastly, the song became popular on land in the early 1900s, starting off in England and eventually becoming popular in the United States. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. obviously, if it's, if it's in SpongeBob, it has to be popular. Exactly. So that was number one, Drunken Sailor. Where would I take you? Uh, this one's a little sentimental to me. It's Santiana by The Longest Johns. And I'd say I, I wrote... Uh, I wrote that Bones in the Ocean was like one of the, I think I'd have to say Santiano was probably the first and then Bones in the Ocean was number two because I kind of went down the rabbit hole of like shanty stuff and that's just kind of like where I ended up. So yeah, Santiana is is probably my number one of like the, the first one that I, that I ever learned. And I remember like the longest johns themselves i remember seeing them it was either on tiktok or youtube or i don't know i, was, I think it was like instagram reels at the time so it was like a month after it actually occurred 
so they were playing the game Sea of Thieves, which I also play. And Sea of Thieves is like a pirate game where, you know, you have like a crew and you can like get people to like help you and you could raid other ships and like, you know, plunder ancient ruins and stuff like that. And they were all together and they were using voice chat or like proximity chat or whatever, where like, mm-hmm. you know, they were, they were singing for the other uh people on their ship and like doing their covers and like it was really nice because like you know you have like the little dance emotes that you can do like for your character and so like people are making like their little like pirates dance to their songs and it was it was very cute oh uh, yeah but um like the the shanty itself um the theme of the shanty which dates from at least the 1850s may have been inspired by topical events in the news related to the conflicts between the armies of mexico commanded by antonio lopez de santa ana and the united states commanded by zachary taylor in the mexican american war uh in hmm. some versions yeah in some versions of the songs however uh the name can also refer to saint anne which is the mother of the virgin mary and patron of mothers children the poor and deplaced but you know this one is more about the mexican-american war because like the lyrics to it um you know because it says like the general one of the lyrics is literally like oh the general taylor took his life you know up the um up and around cape horn through the ice and snow and so like it's sort of like detailing the journey of this person in particular and i just think it's really cool because like i always love the ones that are like very like call and response heavy um so you'll have like the main shanty man and then like the rest of the crew uh like behind them like backing and Mm. i just i also i also love the form that's like uh like oh what was i gonna say i like the form of like it's just the voices of of the guys like no other tracks mm-hmm. it's, it's also why, why i like um acapella music so much and like more acoustic versions of songs is just because it puts a lot more focus on the singer and like their vocal talents so when you have that much layering going on in a song it adds so much to it like i just think that's incredible no, I was going to say the same thing. I love how this is just straight acapella, just straight vocals. And it sounds so good. Like the way that mm-hmm. their voices, I don't know how many people are in um, this band, The Longest Johns, but they're, uh, I, yeah, at this point many? in time, four? at this point in time, it's four. Oh, okay. Four. So all four of them, their voices blend so nicely together. Mm-hmm. It sounds so seamless. It, I really couldn't tell how many people how many voices there were singing so and i think that just adds such a fun like touch to the song and also it makes it seem not more like a shanty than the other ones but because i'm uh, obviously like i'm assuming on the ship when they were singing these songs and working there wasn't like a full band behind them you know it was just strictly strictly the voices so i think it kind of is a testament to what it was like back in the old days when they would do shanties on the boats yeah exactly it's it's absolutely nuts like whatever whatever it was used for this one seems more of a story um but like what like what is the pace because that's also something that we should like touch on at least like what's the pace um it's probably like you know 
Yeah. What's like? What would you call that? Santiana. Um. I would just say like straight quarter notes. Quarter notes. Okay. So like quarter a, notes. Like a like a very like one two three four. So it could it could be like for for like stepping. Yeah. Or like I could even see them like pulling two three four. Okay. Okay. One. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. I am no um, pirate though, so don't take my word for it. <laughs> it's, Sam, you're 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 too nice to be a pirate. You'd be like, can you Thank please you. give Arr. me your money? <laughs> please, I would like your booty. <laughs> I would I would really appreciate it if you would hand over your booty. And then they start to pull yes. their pants down. You're like, no, wait. I'm like, no, wrong booty, but <laughs> no nice booty. <laughs> different booty nice booty not that booty <laughs> oh god yeah um, but uh this one the shanty man and shanty collectors stan hugel wrote that santiana was originally a pump shanty but became popular capstan shanty as wooden ships were replaced by iron in the common call and response form um <laughs> Yeah. Also, uh, I, I've seen uh, like the so people are like, "Oh, call and response." That means anything with a call and response is a shanty, correct? And they're like, "Wait, no, that's not what we mean." And so then they go, "Oh, so so S I M P squirrels in my pants is technically a shanty." And they're like, "Wait, no, hold on." S I M P squirrels in my pants. Making you jump like that. S I M P squirrels in my pants. Yeah, literally. So people are like, oh, fuck, that's a shanty. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thanks, mm-hmm. uh, thanks, Jeff Swampy Marsh and uh, what's his name? Dan. Dan Povenmeyer. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. I watched Dan Povenmeyer on TikTok. I think he's great. Um, but one, one, uh, one part of the song that I wanted to highlight is that two minutes and 28 seconds is when they get to like the end of the song and it's sort of like not like the key change and then like it sort of like slows down where they're like mourning the death of, of, uh, of this guy. It's, it's really pretty. Yes. So like right, that's when it like sort of like shifts into like a lower gear. And so it goes from like quarter notes to what like half notes like it really slows down yeah it's there's definitely like a retardando there for sure oh. and i love the way that they hold the note out santiana. for away, santiana. Yeah. it's really like the grand finale Oh, and then how they and how they like sort of drone out and like on the along the plains of Mexico, um, like for that last line. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right. So that was Santiana. Yep. Sam, what's what's your next one? Which one? Which one do you are you vibing with? Let's see. Let's see. Hmm. Hmm. Let's do Hoist the Colors by Cole McGinnis. Ooh, Hoist the Colors. That's such a good one. It's so scary. This one is really terrifying. I've definitely heard this on um, TikTok for sure. Yeah. It's like... Like, 
I I skip every TikTok that like is uh, that has this on it, and I think also Wellerman because I'm like I don't want it to lose its magic. You know what I mean? I don't want to listen to it too much. Where I'm just like, oh yeah, it's it's hoist the colors again. Right. So hoist the colors. I can't listen to it and talk at the same time. It's like oops, overstimulating. I know because <laughs> the, the bass and the layers where you're just like, whoa. I'm like Jesus. I know. Like this. This is what fucking like tolls the bells. Like you're about to die. Yeah, exactly. Like the Grim Reaper is here, baby. <laughs> He's here. So this is from the 2007 Pirates of the Caribbean movie soundtrack. It, it is, is not, not a real shanty. A real shanty. No, it is not. No. So the song's lyrics are completely made up by Ted Elliott and Terry Rosio, who were responsible for the motion pictures music under leadership of Hans Zimmerman. Uh, this one is really spooky. Specifically, this version that Cole McGinnis sings. Yeah. It's uh, like really. Dude, when they hit that fucking like first heave ho, and it's like, every, it's because it, it kind of comes in like waves. Mm-hmm. No, not a robot. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like when like, you know, then it's, it's that was sort my of like inward all- singing. The, oh yeah oh inward yeah. singing we learned all about that on the tenacious d album yeah that was my inward singing anyway yeah. sorry no that's okay but yeah it's just like it kind of <laughs> comes in like layers and like when all of them are singing at once you're like it's it t- fucking turn your volume up and put your headphones on like this is one where you want to appreciate like all the notes it is like malicious like yeah um yeah, because I think this was the song at the beginning of the Pirates of the Caribbean movie where, like, you know, the people were, like, being hanged and, like, they all start singing. So, like, even that scene together was, like, whoa. So, like, I just picture, like, a ship out on the water, veiled in fog, tattered sails, cannonball holes in the stern. Like, this is this is a ghost ship like coming into port like this it is yeah. deep and it's so rich it's like chocolate for your ears i got to i got to figure out what note that is that he sings in the yo oh, oh. oh. ah he literally he literally hits a low C. It's like, I can't, I don't even know. Wait. How do you even make that sound? It might be a... I think it's a C2. No. Thieves no. and beggars. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a C1. Oh. Which is crazy. That's so loud. Oh I my know. god. Oh fuck, that one's so cool. I like this song. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, listen to this song. You know what? Fuck it. Listen to all of them. Just do it. Yeah. Shanties, man. Don't be a bitch. Listen to them all. Yeah. <laughs> um, my next one is Dead Horse by Sean Father. And it's from mm. the, it's from the Assassin's Creed uh 2013, Assassin's Creed 4 soundtrack. 
um, I think this album in particular like sparked my my love for for shanty songs is just because like okay so when you're when you're playing the game you know you're like sailing around on your pirate ship that you can like upgrade and customize and do all these cool shit with um but like when you're sailing the crew will like sing shanties and it's really cool and it's like really fun and it makes you know traveling that much more interesting because you're like oh Mm. yeah all right so this one, Dead Horse, is it's a it's a really a quick one, um, and you know just listening to it as you, as I was sailing around, it was absolutely magical. Um, but this one, so uh, as with all songs on the album, uh, the Dead Horse, also known in some versions as Poor Old Man or Poor Old Horse, is a period sea shant. The Dead Horse, or let's call it Dead Horse, is a unique shanty. Rather than being sung to coordinate tasks during work at sea, it was sung to celebrate the end of the first month of a deep water voyage. Often, sailors would receive pay up front for the first month of their journey. After the first month, they would have worked off their debt, colloquial known as paying off the dead horse, uh, and were now earning money again. Uh, as a celebration, some sailors would sing a shanty of this type, along with a ceremony in which an effigy of a horse composed out of scraps was thrown overboard. So says genius. Hmm. Um, I really, I like, I like dead horse. I just thought it was fun. Um, Cause it's very like, Oh, Oh, how does it go? I'm trying to find it in my thing. No road man came riding by. Oh, poor no old man. man. I, I like it. So it's it's one that it has it has like a very uniform, um, a very uniform like chorus, like where everyone sings together, and it's sort of like detailing like this old man, and he and he comes in riding on like this really old beat up horse, and they're like, hey, old man, uh, we're gonna fucking take your horse, and then you know whatever. And so they're like, oh, if, if the horse lives, oh, we'll ride him again till who knows. Oh, if he dies, we're going to use his hair uh, to sew sails and the iron in his shoes to make deck nails. Um, and then we're going to throw him overboard and let the sharks take him. And then Davy Jones can have his soul. Oh, <gasps> yes. Yeah. It, I mean, it's grim. It's, it's a fucking shanty. So it's kind of grim. Yeah, yeah that's so. true. But it's it's very it's very like. It's it's a little bit quicker, um, and it's very it's very uniform, which I yeah enjoy. It, it, it tickles my brain in a nice way. I like it. It does. I like it too. It's a good one. Yeah, I didn't want to include too many Assassin's Creed uh, sea shanties, and I was like, no, I'm not gonna do that. There's, that can't be too many repeats. And I'm like, all right, this one's the longest Johns. This one is two. This one features the longest Johns. And I'm like, fuck, I did it anyways. uh what's your next one my next one is the last shanty by the darina harvey band the last shanty oh my god it's so cool it's really cool so the song was written by british singer and writer of nautical songs tom lewis and released on his 1987 album surfacing surfacing Mm -hmm. just like davy jones yeah yeah so the Darina Harvey band covered it and released it on their 2016 album called Ooh. Rove and Go. Oh. Now, the vocalist? She's fucking nuts. So cool. She like, deserves a medal. 
yeah she's a badass for real her voice is kick ass Ooh. it goes so well with the shanty and i'm like picturing this badass pirate like kind of like the pirate the the richest pirate woman that you were talking yeah. about earlier like i yes. picture someone like that who's just like i am the captain of this ship and you will do as i say or i will throw you overboard yeah or exactly do that thing where i pull your corpse Keel towards hull. the back of the boat Keel Keel hull. Hull. we'll make a pirate yeah. out of you yet sam right exactly oh yeah but this one is just and the violin in it goes so hard i'm like it does not have to go that hard it but it does but like also just coming back to her voice it's so like growly and powerful and the way mm -hmm. that she like belts um there's another song that she does off of the same album it's the the last saskatchewan pirate and which is also very very good i recommend it but yeah like the beat goes hard with like that, like really like boom, 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 like that rolling drum. It's so cool. And then um, at two minutes and 54 seconds specifically in the song, like it's, it's just, her, it's just her and it's just her vocals. And it's sort of like going along with like the beat of the drum in that way. Like it's, just, it's like very, Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. I chose this version of The Last Shanty because there's plenty of others because this is a very popular sea shanty. But I love I love theirs the most. Oh my god. It it yeah. is it puts a little pep on your step, if I if I do say so. It does. I agree. It does. It is so good. Okay. Uh any 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 lasting uh, thoughts before moving on? No, I like okay. it. Okay, very, very sick. Um, let's take it to, you know, because we're mixing up. we got some good ones, got some less popular, less known ones. I'm going to go with Ring Down Below, number 10. Uh, by oh, I like this one. I liked it. It was very, like, I thought it was, it was, it was, like, spooky and ominous without the, the like, actual tone of it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Where it's, like, uh... Oh God, I have I have to put it on just because it is very like. How does it go? Ring down below. Oh, ring down, ring down, it's body. Ring, yeah, like when when they hear that like that like ring and they'll come together. Like I like that. Like it's very yeah. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing, but like with more with more deeper voices than like higher ones, but not not as deep as Hoist the Colors. That dude is just off the charts. Right, exactly. Exactly. So Ring Down Below is a traditional maritime working song from the Caribbean or Caribbean, particularly of the Grenadine Islands. Ooh, what is that? What is Grenadine? They have plenty of Grenadine there. Fucking Shirley Temple's mm -hmm. all around. In 1980, British historian Donald Routledge Hill recorded a rendition from the island of Caracau. Uh, the Stormy Weather Shanty Choir rendition of the song was released four months after Holton Clint's June 2012 rendition of Notation of the Horace Beck's 1973 book, Folklore and Sea. And it is probably a cover of the Clint version. So just, I, I think it's cool just because it's also like... It's sinister in the way that it directly addresses the fucking devil. Like, ring down below. I meet up with the devil. Beat the hell out of a Bible. <laughs> yeah. I did not pay that close attention to the lyrics. I had no idea that's what they were saying. The devil, he tells me he, he's praying for the sinners. Ring down below. Down yonder just to meet up with the devil. 
Like it's very like blah, 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 like doing like the fucking the horns with your fingers like you're like yeah bring down blow. Damn. Yeah, very cool. I like it. Yeah. It's groovy. I like how the lyrics are like pretty much the same the entire time. Follows like a very like uniform cadence. I, and it's another one that like I'm like, yes, dead horse and uh, ring down below. It's like doing that like muscular hand like handshake with like the two jacked arms of just being like mm-hmm. even tones. Uh, so ring down below. That was my next one. What's, what's your next one? My next one. Let's see. Let's do. Let's do. Oh, let's do Bones in the Ocean. Oh, I bid farewell to the port <laughs> and the <laughs> land. It's very sad. It's 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 deceptively sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell me about it. So, so this one by The Longest Johns, it's the title track off of their debut EP of the same name, Bones in the Ocean, in 2013, and is still one of their most popular songs. Mm-hmm. Their first full album, Written in Sail, was released in 2016, Features also the drunken sailor. What would you do with a drunken sailor? (laughs) See, everyone covers it. Everyone does it. It is the most popular. Oh, my God. I Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I didn't find a lot of information about, like, this shanty. But I did find this really iconic. Yeah. um, This really iconic uh, Reddit thread from Barry Plucker. Barry they Plucker said from three years ago from three years ago they said in reference to uh what the song is about they said the person singing is the sole survivor of a shipwreck he's haunted by the memories of his crewmates who were all his dearest friends and feels guilty that he survived he decides to sail out to where the ship went down and drown himself as well however right as he is about to do it he realizes that he actually wants to live and that his friends would not blame him for surviving they wouldn't want him to kill himself. So he returns to shore to live out his life. He doesn't go out on the sea anymore, but still looks out now and again to remember his friends. And then <laughs> the next a, person said, the I'm next literally comment. crying right now and I'm a grown man. <laughs> yeah. The next comment is from, I don't even know what their username is. PS3, LOL. I'm literally crying right now and I'm a grown man. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Yeah. And then, yeah, it makes, and then the next one, Shoddy Peasant says, damn man, this makes the song so much better once you understand it. Yeah. Because like some of the, some of the lyrics in it are um, like, you know, uh, I, I bid farewell to the port in the land and I paddle away from brave England's white sands to search for my long ago forgotten friends to search for the place I hear all sailors end. And so, you know, he is venturing out to where it, like, like the, like the description said to where it happened. And he's, he is like staring down at what he calls the darkest abyss um, after he jumps in the ocean and he decides that he, that he wants to live. And it is, yeah. it is very sad because there's also a little bit of an evolution over the song. So I like how the chorus changes from, I remember the fallen, do they think of me? And then later it goes from, I remember the living, do they think of me? Because he's decided to kill himself. Um, and then afterwards, after he's sort of back on shore and deciding to live all the, all the years you know, that they, uh, they left him behind, as he dubs, he, it changes to "I remember the fallen, and they think of me." So it's very Aww. like, "Oh no, oh my gosh!" Yeah, it's it's 
it's very interesting but also on top of that i really like how it engages all of like different parts and like different senses so he says like you know as the souls of the dead fill the space of my mind like he's thinking about them and as the souls of the dead fill the space of my ears i hear their um laughs and their beckoning cheers like he can like he's like remembering them and then as the souls of the dead fill the space of my eyes, that's when he's staring down at the water and like seeing their souls in the ocean. And then after that, after he returns to land, he says, the souls of the dead live forever, uh, live for air in my mind. Like it's like it, it, mm-hmm. every verse, it changes and it evolves. And I really, really like that. It's, it's such a great song that has a, you know, a very even pace and it's very somber and sad, but I, it, it is one of my favorites that there, there even fucking is. So, and that's why it is such a good one. Oh, uh, and that's why it's, it's one of our two favorites. And that's why we have so much to say about it. Cause we're like, Oh, yeah. banger. And it's funny. You mentioned earlier the, um, the EP cover for this, for bones in the ocean, mm-hmm. how like the blue contrasting with like, the ship that's like sinking is like yeah. really interesting. And I'm looking at it and the first thing I see mm-hmm. when I look at this artwork, this cover is a whale's tail. Really? Yeah. Oh, like the, I see. I see what you're like saying. The way that they, the way that they drew this, the, the main, I guess the what would be like, yeah, the mast and like the the bottom part of the sails with that thick black marker or watercolor, whatever it is, but it's it's a lot thicker and it it has the shape and sort of like um like bumpiness of a whale's tail. Yeah. So this like this the bottom part that looks like would be the whale's like underside of his tail has like almost these striations that right that the, are yeah. very reminiscent of a whale's tail <clears throat> yeah that's what but it really so got I, me yeah so i don't know if they did that on purpose or if i just if it's like one of those like optical illusions where it's like some people see a horse and some people see a lady or whatever and yeah. it's for some some people see a boat sinking and some people see a whale's tail <laughs> oh yeah no say i yeah it's you, you flip you flip it upside down and it's a rabbit upside down it's an old woman's face I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can get them in a Cracker Jack box. I love it. Please listen to this song. Um, the, yes. the next one is just a little bit up and down. Some of the more popular ones, some of the more ones that you really got to listen to. Uh, Rosie Bella by the Dreadnoughts. Mm, this this one is good. It's so chipper. It has the violin and it's something that you would like, maybe like, I feel like you would like clap along to in like an inn or like a tavern or something. Like it's, it's so jolly. Um, so it's uh, from the 2019 album Into the North by the Dreadnoughts. This shanty illustrates how amazing cultural exchange can be. Uh, th- th- this is you know, on, from the Dreadnoughts band camp page. This is what they're saying. So the shanty illustrates how amazing cu- cultural exchange can be. It was a 19th century English sea shanty, which was appropriated uh, by black sailors in the Caribbean who supplied it with the depth and power that it sorely needed we've basically stolen it back and tried to preserve its older heritage while retaining the wonderful changes that were made so 
Very interesting. Mm. Uh, the mm. Fisherman's Choir also covered it in 2015 with a vastly different tone. Like it was like slow, like it was like a like um more of a call and response style reminiscent to Dead Horse. Uh, but yeah, like this one's like very chipper, which I, I, this is why I picked this one. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I like this. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the original shanty itself dates back to about, um, as far as I can tell, 1914 performed by John short, probably by probably before that as well. Cause it says 19th century. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I forget. We already established. We don't know how time works. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like it's no, like, we do not. We do not. It, it is. It is very. It is very fun just because of the way that it opens. Um, you know, like obviously, like they're like tapping along. Come, let's join Rosie Bella. Come, let's join Rosie Bella. <laughs> I love that. And then mm-hmm. oh, it's just the it's just the shanty man. And then heave away. Come, let's. Jo-. And then the violin comes in. It's very. Mm-hmm. It's very fun. It's a fun one for sure. All right. So uh, what is the next one, Sam? What is your next choice? There are very few left. Let's do Wellerman. Ah, I love Wellerman. I love Wellerman. Oh, my God. Absolutely iconic. There's no way that you guys don't know Wellerman. Yeah. So tell me about it. So this song is actually a cover of the Longest John's version of the song. Ah, oh, they're sneaking into everything. Yeah. So this, so... We are particularly talking about the Nathan Evans version, yes. which is a cover of the Longest John's version of the song. Mm-hmm. So what is a Wellerman? Nani. So, yeah, the Wellerman was literally the man from Weller Bros, one of the earliest whaling and trading companies to make a fortune in New Zealand and Australia. Mm-hmm. So the tonguing in the Wellerman lyrics refers to cutting strips of blubber to render it into oil in large tripods, which is a challenging process aboard the ship. The crew also required land on which to live and cultivate food. Ah, okay. So basically like soon may the Wellerman come to bring us sugar and tea and rum. Uh, and one day when the tongan is done, we'll take our leave and go. So basically they're taking their haul of whales and, you know, they are bringing it to port so that they can be rendered and then these guys are going to get paid. But, you know, obvi- hmm. obviously uh, it doesn't exactly go well because um, before the boat had hit the water, the whale's tail came up and caught her, uh, all hands to the side, harpooned and fought her when she dived down low. So basically the, this, the, the, har- the, the rope of the harpoon is like wrapped around the whale's tail and it's just dragging the ship um, for like miles so it, it mm. is, yeah. Um, the captain's mind was not of greed. He belonged to the whaleman's creed. She took that ship in tow. So like, basically, they're like, oh, cut the whale free, cut her loose. And he's like, nah, I'm gonna get this fucking whale. I'm gonna get him. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Losing boats. They're gonna get their pay. They're taking this whale down, you know, at whatever the cost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Wellerman is not actually really a shanty. And mm-hmm. that's a quote by David Coffin, who's a folk musician and music educator in Cambridge, Mass. It's a whaling, or he says, quote, it's a whaling song with the beat of a shanty. But he said, 
but its purpose is that of a ballad to tell a story not to help sailors keep time aha yes okay so like you explained earlier this was the one that, that i was talking about with the whaling shanties like you know they're giving you courage to stay the course in the worst circumstances but you're not actually using them for working it, it, it doesn't it doesn't work like that Mm-hmm. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah. I just as far as the song goes, I really like how minimalistic it is. Like it's again, there's another one that's like basically just their voices, and it sounds like they're like beating on like a box or like a barrel or something, like just to keep the beat. Yeah. Oh, it's very. Cool. Yeah, it's a very steady like quarter notes bum, throughout, bum, bum, which a lot bum. of these have I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which makes sense because I feel like it's a very steady beat to walk. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to be like one Walk, and two and three pull. and four and or mm-hmm. like whatever. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very cool. I also I just I love I love the dude's accent. He's from uh, he's from Air Airdrie. I'm probably butchering that. Sorry to my uh, to my to my Scottish fans. Uh, Airdrie, Scotland. So I I, lo- I love those accents. Um, specifically the Glaswegian, like Billy Connolly and. Um, David, I don't know where David Tennant's from, but I know that he is Scottish. But like, mm. oh man, I love it. So cool. Yeah, I like this one a lot. It is a great song. Um, next one, uh, we have a couple left. There's one more. Which one am I going to pick? What after am I going to pick? I think we have one more, right? Is it, is it literally just that one? I think it's just uh, one more pull. Yeah, okay. So then by default, we're ending on uh, on, on on the... The title track for us, I guess, one more pull. He Loki did that on purpose. <laughs> we did that on purpose. I, I felt us like avoiding them to be like, ooh, here's the good ones. All right. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, so one more pull. It's by the Wellerman uh, and features the Longest Johns because um, there's four of the Longest Johns and I believe there's also four of the Wellerman. Um, so one more pull tells the story of a sailor returning from a long voyage at sea, hoping to see his lover again, uh, once more ashore. The song describes the sailor's anxiousness to see if his lover remained true to him. And it is sung from the perspective of his crewmates. So Mm -hmm. fucking sad. Holy shit. Like Mm -hmm. it's okay. So basically like if you were like a sailor like this, you would basically have to leave your family or like your lover behind and be like, Hey, I am going to be gone on this ship for months at a time. Uh, please be here when I come back. And, you know, some relationships stand the test of time where some people, some, some ladies were willing to wait um, till their, uh, their, their guy would come home and some just couldn't wait that long. And then unfortunately some, some women went on waiting when they didn't know that these men were already dead. Like just like Aww. yeah, see exactly that just that reaction where you're like they're like oh someday Johnny will come home and meanwhile he's at the bottom of the fucking ocean already and you had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's so sad. But like from this perspective, it's like they they're hopeful. Like they like they don't they don't know. Um, it was originally written approximately in 1980 by Ian Woods and recorded and released in 1982 by him and uh, Charlie Yarwood. Uh, this recorded cover by the Wellerman and the Longest Johns is the only freely available version of this song. And oh my God, listen to it, please. It's so good. The harmonies. Oh my God, the harmonies are crazy. <sighs> like, um, 
uh, when they go, for the journey's nearly done. done. There's that like dissonance. Oh, it's so good. Uh, what is dissonance? So it's like, um, so on, in like a standard major chord, for example, you'd have the root note, the third note, and the fifth note of the scales. Yes. So when you have dissonance, you have a note that doesn't, I don't want to say it doesn't fit because it realistically does. It it depends on the note, but if you have like um, the root, the third, and the fifth, but then you put the fourth in there as well mm-hmm. because the fifth the fourth and the third are all one after another it creates mm-hmm. this sort of like crunchy like sound can yeah exactly can you, cor- can you correlate major minor and dissonance to emotions that are evoked by them being played yeah so generally minor is generally major is like when you're you know a kid in school you're in music class you're taught that like major is happy and minor is sad like I guess major major has a very uplifting sort of feeling most of the time. Whereas minor, because that third note is flat, I believe. Mm-hmm. Don't quote me on that. My theory is bad. Because the third note is <laughs> flat, it makes it a little bit darker. It has this sort of like dark element to it. And dissonance depending on what note you put in the chord, it can either sound a little bit more uplifting or it can sound really crunchy and almost like give you the chills a little bit. Oh, because it almost like it has this sort of like, like tension. It needs the, yes. Thank you. Like tension that almost needs to resolve by going from like, like let's say you have like the root note, the fourth and the fifth, those, the fourth and the fifth together are going to have that sort of tension. And when mm. you resolve it from the fourth to the third, to that major chord, it, it, I guess, resolves and it, it gets rid of a lot of that sort of tension and crunchiness that it almost has. Okay. So, so you were also talking about like the sort of like, it can either be like more like tense or like malicious and dark or like, I uh, like, it kind of seemed like there was like more like melancholy and like sadness where it's like, this is sad, but hopeful kind of where it's like, and that mm-hmm. feels like what's more evoked in this song, just because it is right. the, the, the entire premise is riding on like anxiety and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, Oh my god. But like it's so good. It's so great. I really love how it opens with one voice and then it adds another and then it adds another and they're all slowly coming in until you have this like full chorus. I've said it once, I'll say it a thousand goddamn times. I love male choirs. They're really cool. That's why I like mm-hmm. dwarves. They're awesome. Fucking great. Yeah. Uh, but- I also like the steady note that the strings play like throughout the song. Like- and then eventually it splits into two notes and then it turns into three notes. And it's just, it's so gorgeous. And it adds this sort of fullness to the vocals underneath. But it's like- light enough where it doesn't feel really, really heavy. You know, it's not like, it's not right. like that deep bass note in uh, freaking, which, which, that scary one, Dead Horse or uh- whatever. No, 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 no. The, you're thinking of um, Hoist the Colors. Hoist the Colors, that's what it is. Confusing yeah. my shanties. Sorry. Oh, get them straight, Sam. Come on. 
I know. I can't. Right. I'm throwing <laughs> you lose my job. Chum. <laughs> yeah, you lose your job. This job. <laughs> I'm gonna lose out. my job. Oh god. Um, but like, it's so it's so fucking great. Um, like I another part that that like comes to it is well, because so you were talking about like like the layers and like adding and like how it turns from like one two to like three strings coming together. Like the mm-hmm. story, like the story of it is like on the rise. Like it's like rising to sort of like more triumphant. Like she'll be there. Don't worry. Like will right. she be there? Till she'll be there. Um, I really like how. It seems like every member of like the crew, quote unquote, the crew gets a different part. They and they also have a different range. So like the pair, the baritone gets a part, the soprano gets a part, the tenor gets a part. Like everybody gets mm-hmm. a part with like a different tone. Like you know, you have like these two guys that are like, oh, we two will go ash- go ashore soon and get drunk in the clubs and bars. Um, you know, like this is our life. Like, oh, we have to scrape all the pum fluff from off your chin. Um, but then also the baritone is like, oh, the man takes a mistress, and then it is the sea. That's but, what they say. Yeah, he's like, we two will go ashore soon to get drunk in the clubs and bars and stagger homeward, pockets empty, like so many times before. I thought they were saying bum fluff. Pum fluff. Oh, you meant the fucking pum fluff. No, yeah. Like you like you have like it's like stubble. Like stubble on your chin. Oh, okay. I was picturing like 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 fluff in your bum. No. Yeah, we have to fucking dig all of the fucking ass hairs out so your girlfriend will love you again. No, Sam. <laughs> I didn't listen to the lyrics that much. No, that's okay. I, and see, I don't that's, do that a lot. That, See that that's what that's why that's why I'm here. I'm like, oh my god, what is this? And then I just hyperfixate. I'm like, what is what are they saying? Um, but yeah, I love it. I love it. My favorite part of it is I think we'll fix those bow and stern lights, uh, and you've scuttled down the gangway. If she's waiting there, just kiss her, turn around, give us a smile. Like no words need, it's so sweet like no words need to be shared you don't have to explain yourself just go go and be happy i love that oh oh yeah so awesome so awesome, nice awesome song um oh you were talking you, you you meant uh the bass notes in there like i really like that one part where the the bassist comes in and it's like all it's it's really it was really wild like for it to be like so isolated like it, again it had that like droning tone like it goes from like it like a swell to all of a sudden like it's just him and i, I it was like mm-hmm. it was like oddly touching in a way because of like how different it was to like the rest of the song how the song was building and then it jumps right, right back exactly. into the main action yeah mm-hmm so yeah fucking number Such one a good one though yeah number one from this episode is definitely one more pull um and then after this also please listen to um their other song off of the this is the same album which is the uh the northwest passage mm. <sighs> it's long i think it's like their longest song that they have which is four minutes and 47 seconds but like worth every second brings a goddamn tear to your eye and if it doesn't you're mm-hmm. heartless i tell you what yeah oh my mm-hmm. god so but that is that is gonna be it for us that was shanties we got all piratey yeah we, we did the, it we, i say we've earned our sea legs don't you think sam 
Yes. <laughs> it's not true. I get very sick on boats, but it's honorary. Yeah, no, I need Dramamine. I would have been, I would oh, have no, been the yeah. worst pirate. Yeah, we'll, we're just going to be, just picture us, I'd say some fan art of like both of us, like on a pirate ship, just face down and like a little puddle of puke. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh my God. But uh, say, I hope you listen to all of these. I hope you uh, listen to all of them because they are fantastic. And to get get down on the shanty wormhole that like we're we're down in the in the in the uh in the brig of the ship like come hang out with us like we love this shit yeah oh yeah but if you would like to hear more from us rather than shanties sam can you tell them where to find us please yes you can find us on instagram at baso profundo podcast that's one or on our website that's two basoprofundopodcast.com oh yeah you can find us on twitter or x at basoprofundo underscore you can also email us at basoprofundopodcast at gmail.com that is correct you got it you got all four sam you win you win the big booty of treasure thank you i won you i'd won. like to thank my mom and my cats and my <laughs> and dad kid. and my brother oh <laughs> uh, in that in that order it goes stacy then junie and then... <laughs> exactly oh goodness <laughs> you know i know no i i get it i say i don't know mm-hmm. so, some days it's stacy number one sometimes it's junie it changes by the day who knows it, it really does it really changes every day <laughs> But yeah, so we hope you loved it. We love you. And uh, check us out in the next episode. That's going to be it from us, you guys. Goodbye. Bye. See you. Later. <laughs> Goodbye. I forgot to do it. <laughs> you forgot to do it. Shit. <laughs>